attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. The catchphrase of all catchphrases. I was actually listening to last week's episode and forgot <laughs> how much grief I got over the hello, hello, hello from my beautiful husband. Oh, yeah. At the beginning of last week's podcast. Yeah, there was a lot, but hello, hello, hello. It's our catchphrase. Thank you, Valerie Cherish. That's all. It is our catchphrase. Also, what everybody was missing in the last one was the eye roll that your husband was giving you. It was serious side eye. Yeah. yeah. But, you know. That's love. You're married to him. That's love. So that's what happens. Hey, folks. (laughs) It's great to have you. Adam and I were just talking about how we have noticed an uptick in listeners. And so we say hello and welcome and thank you for listening. To all 12 of you. Up to 13 now. Something like that. We have more than that. They love us. They love us. (laughs) You should let us know if you love us. Yes. Let us know if you love us by telling us, rate and review us and subscribe. It really helps us find more people. We say that at the very end, but we're going to tell you right now, please go subscribe to this. It doesn't take anything for you just to hit that little button. On your phone right now, click the button and then go hit the five stars and then tell us how awesome we are in a comment. Only positive comments, please. Yes, please. Also, real quick, because there are so many newbies listening, we wanted to also let you know how we know each other. Adam and I have known each other for over a decade now. That's terrifying. Our friendship. I know. Oh, my goodness. 2013. The year was 2013. And that's when we met because we were working together for a production company that produces reality shows. I still work in reality television. Adam does not. Uh, I work in PR. Now I just spin stuff. You work in PR. I'm a spinster. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's what I do, too. Let's be honest. Reality shows <laughs> That's are what we all, all spin do. Too. That's what we all do in every Isn't job. It? All we do is spin. Spin, spin, spin. That's it. That's true. But we spin <laughs> different things. I do true crime, and you talk to big corporations. But we also live on opposite coasts. I'm in Los Angeles. Adam is in New York City. We have our husbands and our children, and we talk about them all the time on the podcast. And we're basically just best friends that love to talk about Disney. And so that's why we started this podcast two years ago. What do the kids say? Are we Disney stands? Is that what that means? Is that how you say it? Somebody called me a scream stands (laughs) today, and I was like, what? Yes. Granted, these are all like the non-millennials we work with, the younger than millennials, whatever they are. They were like- Youngsters. They were like, you're a scream stands and a Disney stands. And I was like, I don't, I'm going to pretend. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know what you mean. I want to be a Disney stand way more than a Disney adult, but let's call it what we are. We are also <laughs> Disney adults. We are not the Disney adults that bound. We are not the Disney adults that overdo all the food. We don't eat every single churro. Well, we Have we met? <laughs> we just don't like blog about the churros <laughs> is where I'm trying to get at. And we don't dress up in character when we go to the parks. We're like ball cap and t-shirt people. But we do love ourselves a Disney trip. We go on a couple a year together. And yeah, we're Disney adults. Let's we're Disney adults. We're Disney adults. It, it, it is what it is. And we also figured we should probably get into some news because yes. it has been a minute. If you guys have been listening, we just did a three-parter on the Disney Wish. We had the best time on that vacation. I learned that I think apparently I had a better time than you guys because I rated ours as a 9 out of 10 and you guys were like a 5, 6 out yeah, of 10. Yeah, because you were drunk on Moe Ice for the majority of it. So, so were you, like- sir. So were 
you. But yeah, we just did that. We just talked to a Disney Cruise Line cast member. Mm -hmm. So that happened. And then also for you folks who are just finding us, one of the things we love to do is just interview former cast members and talk about their time working at the parks, working on the cruise ships and all that. And like we get a little Disney after dark detail sometimes. Sometimes we get the what happens when the gates close stories. We do. Every once in a while. We do. We get some good stories. And also we should mention that we both have worked for the mouse. So some of the stories come from me working at the theme parks. Adam has worked on the news side with Disney. So we have our own stories and we hear our friends stories. You'll hear some of our vaults, which are, we haven't done one in a while, but the behind the scenes history of some of our favorite attractions at Disney World and Disneyland. And of course, we always like to do a news piece, and this happens every month or a couple of months, where we like to give you all the updates on what's going on in the parks on both coasts. But it's news with an Adam and Dana opinion to it, because we're always going to get the opinion. And we haven't done news in a few weeks because we've been all about our cruise vacation. So now we have so much news And oh my gosh, so much has happened. So I think we should dive in. And we're starting with a doozy. Adam, you want to take this first one? Yeah, I'm going to try. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, (laughs) all right. There's drama with the state of Florida. We know that. Just Florida drama. Let's just put it that way. And like, I'm saying this on a day that like, I'm hurting. Uh, I'm hurting. Yeah. Ron DeSantis announced he's running for president today. So... There is that. But I do think Disney might take down Ron DeSantis. That's the hope. As weird as that sounds, though, I think Disney might be the end of Ron DeSantis. Like, this is the sword he's literally going to die on is trying to take down Disney. And I'm like, it's not going to work. Like, their lawyers are paid a lot more than state lawyers. Like, And they are ruthless. A Disney lawyer is ruthless. They're going to get you. Here's a fun fact that I learned from TikTok. So please know that this is not credible in any sort. (laughs) But did you know that Ron DeSantis, Mr. Don't Say Gay, Mr. Anti-Disney, did you know that Ron DeSantis is a Disney adult? And he got married at Disney World. That's why. He got married at the Grand Floridian. I know. And I think he's just salty right now. Like, dude, you got married there. You clearly are a big fan of the Disney Corporation. He's like the kid that got bullied all the time. And now we have a wannabe dictator who's running for president of the United States. So... Yeah. I'm just going to keep drinking the bourbon to get through the next four years. I know. So that said, I got to say, and I'm just going to, we don't have this on our list, but I am going to bring this up. Props to Disney for pulling out of a huge Mm. multi-billion dollar investment in Florida to move a lot of cast members to Florida. The Imagineers are going to be moving there. They're not going to build the campus. That we do have it on the list. It's, oh, it's my- Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just stole your thing because I had a tie-in to it. And I totally just stole Dana's news. Yeah, you did. We'll come back <laughs> to it because it was my tie-in to- No, no, go for it. Keep, keep I, explaining. I'm just going to say, like, you know, they pulled out of this whole office complex that they were going to build down in Florida. And I got to say, good on you, Disney, because just mm-hmm. today in the news, Target- bowed down to the racists, the bigots, the terrorists. Basically, they are terrorists threatening violence against the LGBTQ community to the point where Target actually pulled some of their pride collection from stores in response to the fear of violence against Target employees. And I just got to say, I cannot believe Target that they backed down and they let the bullies win on that. And good on Disney for taking a stand 
for what's right and taking a stand against DeSantis in Florida. Fully agree. So backtracking, because we've we've moved to my number two here, <laughs> just to be clear, uh, the big argument going back and forth between DeSantis and Disney, Disney had originally said they were going to put $1 billion of a $17 billion spending plan into a headquarters in Florida. And they are now saying that $1 billion is no longer going to go there, which is a bummer for Florida because it was going to create over like 12,000 jobs, I believe, at that location. Yep. And that will no longer be there. But just like we're talking about, I am all for them saying, hey, we're not going to do this. And I think the language that Josh DeMauro, who's the head of Parks, had said was that we are not wanting to promote the current politics within the state of yeah. Florida. Good so- on them. Florida banned the poem that that young woman read at Joe Biden's inauguration because one parent was offended by it. And so now Florida's banned that poem. You know, the last thing I'll say on this, and then we'll get into the happy positive news. Wanda Sykes today said something yeah. that had me. I love Wanda Sykes. I think she's one of the funniest humans on the planet. Yeah. And she said something today that just struck. She goes, until a drag queen walks into a middle school and kills eight kids by beating them to death with a copy of To Kill a Mockingbird, you got your priorities mixed up, Florida. Done. Yes. Yeah. Done. Good on you, Wanda. That's awesome. It's 100% true. Yeah. Oh, it is. Sorry. Political tangent. We're back to the happy place because guess what? There's still $17 billion being spent by Disney, and that's going to mean a lot of good things. So Disney is not shying away from spending the cash. Josh Tomorrow, who's like our new, you know, look, Bob is their Disney daddy, but like Josh is like our Disney silver fox that's just going to like, he's got Mm -hmm. that silver fox thing, and hopefully he becomes the new Disney daddy when Bob leaves. But anyway, I also feel like Josh getting to make some of these announcements is also grooming him for that role, right? Like, I think this is starting to groom him. And I think if he does one day become CEO of the Walt Disney Company, that's going to go with fanfare and everything else because he's such a popular figure with not only the Disney fans, but the employees and the cast members Mm -hmm. of the Walt Disney Company. So anyway, look, they've got a lot going on. That money is going to go to domestic and international parks and the cruise line, right? So that's a lot of money. Yeah. They've got three more cruise ships coming over the next 10 years, which is going to just totally increase capacity. And actually, there was an interesting thing in that article about this that like 30 or 40% of Disney cruise line passengers yeah. say they would have never taken a cruise if it wasn't for it being a Disney cruise line. I Which, agree. That's us. That's us. We are part of that 40%. I did one cruise. I had zero desire to do another. It was through Carnival. Sorry. Carnival is not a sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> and then we did this Disney cruise and I'm like, sign me up for the next one. I want to do another and I want to do just Disney at this point for cruises. I know. It's all you want to do. I'm actually jealous. I've been seeing some of the people we follow on Instagram and all the other things. I feel like there's a media cruise happening. There's a lot of folks doing an Alaska cruise right now. Yes. Um, which looks really cool. And now I'm kind of like, should we do an Alaska cruise? Okay. It goes up. Like you can do an excursion to a glacier. Like what? Yeah, that sounds fun to me. Twist my um, arm. So yeah, no, it's 40% of cruise line guests wouldn't typically take a cruise and only indulge in that type of vacation because it's offered by the mouse house. Mm-hmm. So there is that. Vaguely said that that $17 billion also includes the transformation of Epcot. And so I don't know if he's counting what's already been spent with the transformation. 
is there more coming? Don't you dare touch my Judy Dench. Hands off Judy Dench on Spaceship Earth. But the that ride does. That is all does... I have to say. Nope. Okay. No, no. I, nope. I'm... It is perfect. Adam, it is perfect. Adam, I agree with you. We don't need to take Judy's voice out of Spaceship Earth, but the ride is a little rickety. I could go with a new track. Just a new track. That's all I want. I don't need you to change the scenes. I do need you to change the newspaper boy. Maybe. No, change the newspaper boy. No. Fix, oh, yeah. no, fix his animatronics so he's facing forward and we can see him. Instead, he's like, he looks like a little demon in the back corner, like <laughs> kind of shaking all weird. Read all about Read it. Read all about it. He looks like, remember all these, every grandmother, your grandmother had one of these, my grandmother had one of these, those little like toddlers that's face is like down in the corner and it's supposed uh-huh. to look like a uh-huh. toddler in a tantrum. That's what. But the newspaper boy looks like now because you can't see him. So fix a couple things, but don't fix this ride. It doesn't need like Look, a reefer. Do not change the ride. Do not get rid of Judy Dench. They better not ever get rid of Judy Dench. Can I tell you? I saw on TikTok because apparently that's where I get all of my news or just all my fun things. I saw a woman with the lady with the afro in yeah. the newsroom. Disco scientist. Disco scientist. Yeah. I saw somebody got a tattoo of her on their ankle. Stop. And I was like, that's, that's a amazing. genius idea. I love it. Seriously, next time you ride it, turn your head back. She locks eyes. Ooh. And it's like they've trapped a soul in that animatronic that oh, wants man. out. Like, it's terrifying. And she follows you. Okay, I'm going to do that try next it. time. Try it. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway. So, additional things that are part of this $17 billion yep. situation. Star Tours is getting new videos, which they've already gotten some new ones when we wrote it this last trip, mm-hmm. which we haven't even, oh my gosh, we still have to recap our trips to the parks. Oh, yeah. I got one. Add that to the list. I got one of the yeah, new I ones, and I was like, I've never seen this. I took it to our Instagram, and I was like, what was that? Please, somebody tell me if I experienced something new or if I just haven't gone on this ride in a while. But nobody really told me otherwise. I don't think many people have experienced it. But definitely they are workshopping some of these new um, sections in the ride. Yep. Part of that $17 billion, which we know about, is the Tiana's Bayou Adventure reimagining a splash mountain and then he kind of teased that there'd be more new attractions coming to the magic kingdom and disneyland and so this is actually interesting because they also just had parks folks were at the anaheim city council pitching disneyland forward which is their whole plan to expand disneyland in the Anaheim community. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. So there's definitely that um, potential that they want to expand Disneyland, expand the magic kingdom, that beyond thunder mountain theme that they've talked about. And we kind of, we joked fun after D 23 about the like blue sky random. They were like, it could be villains. It could be Coco. It could be Encanto. It could be this. And it could be Zootopia. I don't know. Might be something. Yep. What do you think? Yep. But apparently they're really considering one of those things to move forward. So look, they're investing. The interesting thing though, there was no mention of a fifth gate, which everybody wants to know, is there going to be a fifth gate at Walt Disney World at some point? I still think there is. I think that is a lot of money that they got to spend. And I think part of that is going to be a fifth theme park at Walt Disney World because he was asked, I don't know if you saw this, because Universal's new strategy is building some smaller regional parks around the country. Yes. They're doing one in Texas Uh, and and Vegas. Yep. Josh tomorrow was asked, is Disney going to take that approach? And he said, no, we're really focusing on our existing theme parks. So I think maybe at the resort, a fifth gate is coming at some point. 
I would love that to be true. I think you're an optimist. I'm a bit of a pessimist about it. I just don't, I feel like they would have hinted a little bit more heavily. And this is the time to do it because of everything you just said, that Universal not only is doing all these mini parks around the country, they also have a new big park that's opening up in Florida very soon. This is the time that Universal- Epic is, Universe or something, Yeah, right? yeah. This is the time that Universal, who has- Come to the table. Universal Orlando. I'm not talking about Hollywood here. Orlando is like, hey, we've come to play. We want to be just as aligned with Disney as far as like what you expect from a premium theme park experience. And they're delivering right now. And they kind of have the chance to do it because Disney has not been super great to its fans in the last year. And I know they're they're going to blame the pandemic (laughs) on a lot of it. I'm going to blame Bob Chapek on a lot of it. But I'm just saying, like, Disney should be really saying clearly with this $17 billion, like, beyond and, – and I want to be clear, that $17 billion is also going to some of the international parks, and we're not talking about those right now. But what is on this list? An Epcot, quote, transformation, additions to Star Tours, Tiana's Bayou Adventure. They're going to put that money in there. Those things – We've already heard about. I would like to know that they're going to double down on something way more epic. No pun intended. And say, (laughs) like, we are moving forward with the, quote, beyond Big Thunder at Magic Kingdom. It's going to be this theme. Or we are definitely expanding Disneyland. It's going to be this theme. Disneyland, I get that they want to do this expansion. They've actually have put plans down and you can see all of these. They've got different lands that they want to expand and basically encapsulate the parking area that's around downtown Disney and right by the Disneyland Hotel. They want to turn all of that section into more theme park for both of their two parks. That sounds great. That sounds like a plan to me. I like this. The problem that Disneyland is always going to hit is there is so much more red tape that they have to do in California than Florida. And so everything is going to take double the amount of time. And this is a plan that they announced way before the pandemic even. So I just want to point out that like timelines take so long with Disney and I wish they could just you know, pull the trigger a little bit more and get us more excited about things that they're going to move forward, even if they have to deal with red tape for a few years. Yeah. And the other headline I saw, Universal is closing the Spider-Man ride in the U.S. and overseas. And this means apparently they're giving up on the Marvel IPs. They have That they have in the parks. And this is opening Disney World to start using more of the Marvel IPs in Florida, which is going to be huge for Disney. So I'm wondering, <gasps> hear me out. I see where you're if going. Disney's holding because they're going to build a fifth gate, which is a Marvel park. Mm. You can see it. You can see it. Folks, now, this is what I love about being friends with Adam. He works in PR, so he can often kind of read between the lines in a lot of things that I can't. I'll send him something like, oh, no, this is closed for good. And he's like, nah, let's pump the brakes here. Oh, we'll get to that one in a second. I know. I will trust you on this particular info, Adam. You could see it, right? Like if Florida, if Disney in Florida is finally getting the rights to be able to use the Marvel IP in the theme parks there. I hadn't thought about it before. But it makes a lot of sense. Why would they not build? They're building Avengers campuses in multiple parks now. Why would you not just build? Maybe that's why we're not getting the big e-ticket Marvel attraction at Disneyland anymore. Because where are they going to spend the money to build it? At a Marvel theme park in Orlando. Yeah. 
Okay. I'm just saying. It's a conspiracy, but that's where I'm going with. I'll take it. All right. So some more news that has recently come out, though. This came out more like a month ago, so you probably already are aware if you, like us, are Disney adults and know this. But Disneyland here in California has added the ability to modify park reservations, which is exciting with a caveat that, hey, we're still dealing with park reservations, folks. So this means instead of canceling a reservation that you've made in advance, so let's say you want to switch parks, but then you cancel Disneyland to try to get California Adventure, and when you are in that transition, suddenly neither are available to you. And now you have messed up your whole day, and half of your party is out. It's been a racket, and we have personally been victim to this scenario. They just got to stop. They do have to stop. So now they're saying instead of straight up canceling, you can modify either that day or a different day, which is handy, but not helpful. (laughs) This is this holdover from the pandemic that has got to go. Seriously. Like, like, yeah. come on. At this point, stop with the reservations. Stop with the date-based ticket. Like, I understand date-based ticketing because they're changing ticket prices. But, like, stop. I know. Just stop. Previously, Disneyland would be at capacity maybe, what, twice a year? And they'd have to put the signs up saying, hey, it's at capacity. Go away. Yeah. But other than that, and this and the park hopping rules, the fact that you still can't park hop till after set time of two o'clock. It's two o'clock in Florida. What is yeah, it? Is it? It's 11 a.m. No, it's 11 a.m. Oh. in California. So they no. moved that up a few months ago, which is helpful. But I agree with you. This all was created because of the pandemic and trying to keep crowd levels low. We know this. They just need to get rid of them. Which leads us to another piece of good news, Adam. Mm, Half good news, half still I don't understand. But starting January 9th, 2024, because they just released all the new 2024 vacation packages to Disney World. Infomercial, if you want one, if you want to go, call Dana. She'll book you a 2024 vacation to Walt Disney World. I'm free. I'm a free She's agent. Free. Literally. Literally free. Not going to cost you anything additional to work with me. Basically, let the mouse pay Dana to book you a trip because yep. that's how that works. It doesn't literally, come out of Mickey your paycheck. Pays Dana. That's how it's free. But <laughs> look, if you are booking a trip to Walt Disney World after January 9th, 2024, which, by the way, found that very convenient that that is the first day post the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend. Oh, that must be why. Because they know a yeah. bunch of locals yeah. And, yeah. and Disney fans come to the races. Uh-huh. Including this guy doing it. So after January 9th, you will no longer need to make a park reservation alongside your ticket purchase. Mm-hmm. But what they're not saying is that that is because you don't have to make a Disney Park Pass reservation because your tickets are purchased for the dates that you're going to the park. So it's still... A park reservation because you've bought a ticket for that day and days can still sell out. That's what's weird about it. I don't see it that way. I see this as it's back to its original form pre-pandemic. And maybe this is because I see it from the travel agent back end of their website and everything. But what's happening is if you and your family are going on a four-night vacation and you're booking a vacation package through Disney – 
or me, me via Disney, you're staying for four nights and you're doing four night park tickets, you now no longer need to do that added step of a reservation, which makes a lot of sense. Like you didn't have to do that before the pandemic. If you decided last minute you wanted to go to Epcot instead of Animal Kingdom, you could do that. In this exact moment, you can't do that. You have to have booked that Epcot day in order to go to that Epcot day. So I understand where they're coming from. They're saying multi-night stays, you you no longer are going to need to do that. If you are a annual pass holder, there are some rules that do apply to you that you will need to make a few different reservations. But by and large, they're getting rid of the reservation system, which I'm all for. Sort of. Yes. No, definitely. They're getting rid of it. Because my question is, you have passes or old tickets or something like that. I think you're still going to have to make some kind of reservation to use them. What kind of old ticket are you talking about? Who's my? Who oh my that? gosh! Today on the some Disney World Facebook page I follow, mm-hmm. this couple was like, "Hey, we're finally going to Disney World using our last two days of our never expire four day yeah. park hopper pass yep. from 1995." Like there are people out there with those. Yeah, I've had a client who had some of those. They were from the late 90s or early 2000s, and it's she amazing. had two tickets. And they were a never expire. I'd never heard of this. I had to call Allison Mertzman, who is the owner of our travel agency, to be like, what in the world is this? She's like, it's legit. They just need to, at that time, make a park reservation. You have to basically secure the ticket date. Yeah. And that's it, which is easy. And you do it online. It's amazing. They honor that. I actually, my mom has some old e-ticket books still. Us too. I mean, those aren't good for anything, but we have those old ones, which is kind of neat. We do too. Fan favorite Kim brought So look, I'm annoyed that like we're going for the marathon weekend for me to do the dopey challenge. And we're going to still have to finagle with the park reservations and all that jazz. But it's going away. It's nice to see it returning. It's going away. And it, it makes a park hopper ticket much more valuable because now you can kind of decide. The announcement is that park hopping hours are going away. It better be. This 2 p.m. is a total racket. We need to change that. Yep. So that's exciting. By the way, did you book your reservation yet for my grand return to Disneyland in August? I did. Fan favorite Kim and I are going and we've booked. Um, We're working on a couple of the other fan favorites, the Sierras and Carly, see if they can also go. But we do. We're going with you. Cannot wait. We need to talk if we need to make any additional reservations, but it'll be great. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're going to maybe a little lamplight lounge action, but maybe. Yeah. All right. You all know by this point, like these podcasts turn into us planning our next trip for half of it. And you're all just along for the ride. Apologies or not. Maybe you like to know what we're doing in the summer. Maybe. I don't know. It's weird. Like I watch those vlogs that are like the planning for the Disney trip vlogs where they just literally sit there and ramble on about their plans. So maybe do you like it? Maybe they do. I don't know. Let us know. So we got to talk about this one. <laughs> oh, man. What we cannot Can we just say we soon. called it? Oh, my God. Yes. This we is... have called this. This makes me we so happy. We predicted it. We were right. Oh, na, 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 na. I told you so. Like We are petty <laughs> Disney adults over here. And we will tell you that this made us so happy. And we spent like a good solid five minutes of just like making a lot of snarky jokes in text form. Yep. Yep. So the, (laughs) the highly anticipated closure is coming to the star Wars galactic star cruiser at Walt Disney world. 
Like this thing has been, I know, so sad. Bye. This thing has just been an epic blah. Like we've talked about this thing so much. We've talked about how it doesn't look exciting. We wouldn't pay the money for it. How you could have a luxurious vacation at Disney World for multiple days for the same amount you would spend on two nights at the Galactic Star Cruiser. It is going away. They've announced it will be closing officially on September 23rd, 2023 at the young age of 18 months old. Put it down. Euthanize it. It's gone. It's done. Lay it to rest. Goodbye, Galactic Star Cruiser. So, wow. And then somehow Disney is getting a $300 million tax write-off by closing this place, which I don't fully understand. But, like, sure, I guess. I don't know. I guess the tax write-off is probably based off of what they still owe for the property that they built and the, the immersive experience and maybe the cast members they have to lay off because of this. I, I, I Or... or I don't know if they're even laying people off or if they're able to like move them to other roles. I think they're trying to like move them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have a theory and we've talked about this before. This is going to be a phenomenal, expensive and always sold out deluxe resort. Okay, I want to talk about that too. So when I sent this to Adam, I was like, wow, it's closing. And Adam, again, back to the PR-ness of Adam, he was like, I'm reading between the lines and my prediction is that they're going to I'm saying your words, Adam. They're going to close this. And then by like sometime post September 23rd, they will announce that this is now going to become a resort. I think you had mentioned that you think it's going to be a deluxe resort. Yep. But I'm going to go back to something you also had mentioned. They don't even have a pool here. So they're going to have to build a pool. It's Florida. It takes them five minutes to build a pool in Florida. Maybe, but you and I have never walked through this unit to know, like, is that even feasible in the location that the Galactic Star Cruiser is located? And if they can't build a pool. There's a will. There's a way. Sure. What if they built an indoor pool with space screens so it's like you're swimming in outer space? Nobody wants an indoor pool. I know they do, but nobody wants an indoor pool. Nobody wants that. (laughs) No, my thought was they won't be able to even make this a deluxe resort. They'll make it a value resort. No, you're out of your mind. It's not going to be a value resort. It's going to be a deluxe resort. They are going to add a pool and they are going to make it a deluxe resort. It is going to be a themed deluxe resort. They have the restaurants. They have the activity spaces. They could do so much with that and just make it a deluxe resort. Because here's the thing. You or I, like, I would do a split stay there. Stay there for two nights and then go to a value resort for the rest of the trip. To have that experience, but do it at my own leisure and not be trapped in an immersive storytelling thing. I would spend the money to stay there for a couple nights to experience that hotel. Mm Mm-hmm but be able to go to the Magic Kingdom if I want to or go to Epcot for a while, right? And then come back. And if I want to book dinner and also have that restaurant as a Star Wars restaurant on the Star Cruiser that you could be staying at a value resort and get a dining reservation at that restaurant and come over to the hotel and have that. It's going to be way more successful that way. I agree. I still don't think it's going to be a deluxe. I'll give it moderate. I'll give it a moderate. I don't think they're going to put in a pool. It's going to be a deluxe. They're going to charge the deluxe prices. And then they're going to suddenly have the DVC Star Wars Tower there. (laughs) 
now. Come in. Oh, goodness gracious. It'll be the Death Star. The DVC Death Star will be built next to it. I would stay there. That would be amazing. So anyway, look, I think the Galactic Star Cruiser will be the Disney's Star Wars Resort. The Galactic Star Cruiser Resort or something. They're going to rebrand it. They're going to redo some of the inside of it. And they'll add a gift shop, a check-in. Like, it's going to be, it's going to resemble a deluxe resort. Maybe add a couple more lounges. Nah. And they could do it. They could do, like, mimic the cocktails from Hyperspace Lounge on the cruise ship. Like, you could do all that and create a really cool immersive. Because, look, Ogos Cantina is still packed. It's hard to get a reservation going to Ogos. People would book it like crazy to be able to choose one or two nights pay a lower price and be able to stay there. I think it would do bonkers and I think they'll charge deluxe pricing. And who says they have to have a pool to be a deluxe resort anyway? They don't. There's no rule. They don't, but to be the, they're going to get so much junk about this. Like to be the only resort that's going to charge a grand Floridian price and not have a pool in Florida and no, they can't make an indoor pool, Adam. Like, get you're from Kansas Miami City. You guys cool. probably had a million indoor pools out there, but like, that's not a thing. Yeah, that where you do have. you think I spent my winter as a competitive swimmer Ugh. in an indoor pool? Gross. Like, I can smell it already. I, it. I can smell that indoor pool, and mm, I chlorine. I reject it. I want to know. Thank you. You know what's funny is I love Fiji water. Oh no, because. It tastes like the water from our water fountain at our high school swimming pool. This is why you listen to the podcast, folks. This is the uh, really <laughs> the deep like dive that. that you get. Oh, man. Okay. So our last piece of news that I want to focus on, this is a sad one, folks. We're ending on a sad note. Out here at Disneyland, the Fantasmic show has been put on hiatus for the rest of the summer. In late April, the fire-breathing Maleficent dragon caught on fire during one of these shows and has not been operable since. I think they were hoping that they could fix this, but it sounds like they can't. So right now the show is down and all of the current cast members who are part of that Production have been reallocated to other roles in entertainment. The hope is that Maleficent can breathe fire once again here around Labor Day weekend and that they can bring the show back. But if you have a trip planned this summer to Disneyland, do not put Fantasmic in your itinerary. No Fantasmic. I know. I mean, better safe than sorry. And they probably have to rebuild some stuff because <laughs> Maleficent burned half the place down. But did you see this TikTok video about, I can't TikTok. Oh, Lord. Mm, mm. No, it's a my favorite. Uh, the TikTok video about Fantasmic. You know how all the characters yes. are out at the I end. I know exactly where like, you're going. Doo, 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 doo. And yep. Little Mermaid. Yeah. Okay. Ariel. So as the boat is like going around, they're all doing their dance. Before all the big fireworks go off, all the cast members like scurry for cover mm-hmm. inside the boat. Right. Like they go inside, they hide for cover from all the fireworks. Ariel, because she's strapped to this thing, she can't get out fast enough. <laughs> Literally <laughs> drape her in a flame retardant cape. And she's got to just sit there and take it. Yep. What? I love it. I love it. <laughs> but she gets paid hazard pay. So the- don't feel too bad for Ariel because she is getting the highest Hey. But the video is amazing seeing them like I know. whip it's this. It's pretty degrading. Poor, poor Ariel. At least sweet Eric has to do it. 
Sure. You know, before he runs away, Eric has to drape her in her cape and, and, you know, hope for the best. Like, what? She's doing fine, you guys. She's under a flame retardant (laughs) cape. And you know what? She's getting paid handsomely for it. So, you know, it is what it is. Can I give you a fun behind the scenes fact about the Ariel costume when I worked in entertainment? Mm -hmm. I did not play Ariel. But I do remember that there were a fair amount of girls who had who were playing Ariel. And this I'm talking 2008 and 2009 here. Around that time, they changed the costume significantly. And I'm only talking about Florida. I have no idea what they did at Disneyland. But at Disney World, when you met Ariel, you could meet her inside the grotto, which you still can. But the costume was like a set, like a rock where the actress, the the performer, would put her body up against the fin and legs that were already, like, pre-made in front of the rock. So she was standing when you met her, and she was, like, attached oh. to the rock. In 2008 or nine, they changed it to be a full costume. So the Ariel had to put the actual fin on with her own human legs So Ariel inside. had to get abs eventually, basically. Well, she still had to have abs because she was still showing her midsection, it, even pre. Yeah, but now you got to hold your legs up. Well, now, yeah, you had to hold your legs up. But more importantly, what they cared about was there weren't a lot of fins. So you had to have long enough legs that could reach the bottom of the fin to make this work so that you could flop it up and down. So if you've met Ariel in the last 15 years, you've noticed that she can move her tail because that's an Ariel that, her legs are actually in there. And that meant that like half of the aerials had to be disqualified from being aerial because their legs were not long enough. They cared about leg and torso ratios suddenly with this poor princess. So what happened to the aerials? They quote disapproved like 50% of them when I was there. I remember walking in one day at the Magic Kingdom and seeing a line of everybody who played Ariel had to come in and basically be told you are in or you're out as Ariel. And it was like down the long Utilidor corridor one day, right by where you clocked in and out. And I remember these girls were crying hysterically because some of them that's the only character face character that they played and now their dreams were dashed they couldn't play her any longer it was wild and i think that was on my like third week of working there so i was petrified that something like that would happen to me and the characters that i played it didn't while i was there but who knows so there you have it folks like it's cutthroat in the entertainment industry and if they change the costume they change it and if you fit in it great and if you don't then there's the door wow yep wow i also like the idea of the like i like the old costume idea better where they just have to stand there they just have to stand behind the rock with the like pre-made yeah. legs was it like an animatronic leg that would like flip up or i don't was, like, remember a puppet they could like flip the legs i don't remember but i don't think so i think they I think were just stationary i think i am making this part up but i th- Thing. Oh, I'm not making it up, but this is what I'm recalling. I could be wrong in this thought that enough guests had commented that they could feel that they were like plastic or plaster legs under there. That like because you saddle up next to Ariel and I think people could tell mm-hmm. that there was too significant of a difference. That that's not her real body. And so that's why they they moved it to the fin legs. Imagination. Yeah. Do as pigment does. Here's what else I am remembering. Some of them were not fully disapproved. They could still be Ariel when she's in her green dress, which 
Ariel still met over at Epcot at the our favorite Ocker House princess dining. As human Ariel. As human Ariel. So those gals who were shorter did not get disapproved. They could still do her role there. But there was a, a distinct factor. <sighs> That's the news. We've done the news. That's all that we've got for you. It's late May. <laughs> I'm sure there's more that's going to come out. We've got so much summer stuff. And I can't believe I'm about to say this in May, but I think in a couple of months, plan on the Halloween night tickets, the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween and oh, yeah. Boo Bash to be dropping probably late June to mid July, somewhere in that window. I really want to come to Boo Bash. <gasps> Ooh. Maybe because I can say this because Kurt admits he never listens. Yeah. What if I surprise us with a fall trip to go to Boobash? Okay. I mean, obviously, yes, but we need to talk about this in advance because that's where I was going with this thought process. I know because we got to book that it. They're going to come out and we need to book it. So anybody who's looking to book this, one, I can still book this for you. It will cost you no additional dollars. So talk to me about it. But two, tickets are probably going to be around $150 a night, give or take, depending on weekend versus further away from Halloween or closer to Halloween. That's a little bit more or about the same price as a day ticket anyway into the parks. So just keep that in mind, what you're thinking about. And if you want to include this, maybe you include a boobash ticket in replacement for a day ticket. We can talk about all your options. So contact me if you're interested. And I'm also telling you that personally, Adam, contact me if you're interested in talking about getting tickets. (laughs) You can reach out to me if you want a free price quote and start talking about your upcoming Disney vacation anytime. I think the best way to contact me is through our Instagram, but you can also reach out to me at Dana at adventures with Wonderland.com. And you know, actually we will throw that because we have, we have a grown up Instagram account now and oh, yeah. I can put a contact on there. So you should be able to go to our Instagram at generation D pod generation D is in dog pod generation D is in dog D is in dog D is in Disney. Wow, that was automatic. Generation D pod will have a way to contact Dana up on there. And so you can reach out to her that way via the Instagram because we have a professional Instagram account now. Because we're professionals. We're not. We're not. We <laughs> All are right, everybody. On that note, you probably hung up by now and disconnected from the podcast. So have a great week. We'll be back next week. We have we have so much. We have to talk about our Disney World trips. Oh my we gosh. Have, we have so much. We've got so many cool upcoming Disney cast member, former cast member stories to tell you guys. And we've got some great reviews. And we need a vault. I've got a couple vaults in mind and it's been a minute. So I agree. Stay tuned and thank you again for listening. We love you all so much and we'll see you again next week. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>